Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. The, the nation is really in the balance here. It's all about you. It's not about any politician or ideology. It's about you, the American person and your family. And if we keep going to where we're going, you're going to get so hurt, I can't even tell you how hurt you're going to get. And so I want to prevent that. But you have to go about it in a fair way. Can't get hysterical. You got to be methodical. And that's what we're going to do. The Republican Party has to change. The Republican Party is not an efficient operation right now. And that's the only party that is combating the progressives. There's no third party yet. There may be, but it doesn't exist yet. But the Republican Party is in absolute disarray. I'm going to prove that to you tonight. That's the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So last night was a vote in the House to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, the befuddled and incompetent Homeland Security chief. Now, should Mayorkas be impeached and booted out of there? Yes, he's the worst. And he's not going to get any better. Now, you can make an argument it's not his fault. He's doing what Biden and Biden's people tell him to do. That's true. But he's the worst. And he's not truthful. So he should be booted out of there. And I didn't mind the vote last night. But it's over. It didn't pass. Drop it. He's not going to get convicted in the Senate anyway. The exercise was to get in front of the American people how incompetent Mayorkas is. And that was accomplished. Let's now move along. So what the Republicans should be doing in both the Senate and the House is writing a good immigration law to present it to the American people. Oh, bipartisan, 
You want bipartisan? Fine. Write the bill first. And if it's a good bill, maybe you can convince some of the Democrats to come on board. You want their input? Call them up. But the Republicans should be writing the bill to show the American people the difference between the dopey border bill that just blew up and their bill. If they need any help, they got my number. Number one, got to be a six-month moratorium, no asylum claims. That's number one. So that they can reorganize the judges, the Border Patrol, the techniques, and all that. You need at least six months to do that. Got to stop the bleeding. And then you backhoe into what you want. And that bill should be prepared by May so that voters can compare it. Now, will it pass the Senate? Probably not. But at least you'll have something to show. Rather than, oh, we're picture Mayorkas again. Why? He's not going to get convicted. Okay, let's go, as Tom Brady would say. So I wrote a message of the day spelling out uh, one of the things that has to happen in the Republican Party, and by the way, you can access that message every morning on BillOReilly.com free, is the Senate minority leader, Mitch McConnell, has got to go. The turtle. We don't need a turtle now. Turtles are hibernating now. We need Mitch to retire. He's 82. And who got behind this big, clumsy, inefficient border bill? That would be Mitch McConnell, who didn't read it. I can guarantee you that man did not read that bill. He's got to go. Rana McDaniel, the head of the RNC, got to go. These are not efficient people. These are not people that inspire confidence in anybody. The Republican Party needs new, vibrant leadership. And it's not, the party is not as united as the Democrats. You see that? Democrats will never vote for anything that would embarrass Joe Biden. Why? Because Nancy Pelosi in the House and Chuck Schumer in the Senate will cut off their money 100% and they can't run for re-election. That's why. Now, McConnell will threaten you because the Republicans play the same game, but they don't play it as brutally as Pelosi and Schumer play it. That's why you'll never get any Democrat defections. They want to run again. They need that DNC money. They vote against Biden. They're never going to get a dime. You got it? Everybody got it? Okay. Now, I'm not saying that's the way the system should run. I think that's corruption. If I were leading the uh, Republican Party, I wouldn't do that. But that's the reality right now, which is why you see defections from the Republican platform, but not from the Democrat platform. Okay, so recapping, Republicans have got to start to be proactive in protecting the American people. We need a new border bill. They need to write it. We need to vote on Ukraine aid separately. We want to throw another $50 billion over there. I would. If Putin wins that, 
You're going to have Taiwan go up in smoke. I know some people don't care, but it's ridiculous. The United States would lose an enormous amount of power if Putin wins in Ukraine. Enormous. So I would kick the 50 over to keep the stalemate the way it is. Israel, we owe Israel. They are a bulwark against Iran. They need 18 billion. Vote on it separately. Now, Biden, and I'm going to get to that in a moment, he would veto that. That's good for the Republican Party. That's an irresponsible veto. So I hope I am not a party guy. You know that. I'm a registered independent. There are just as many dumb, corrupt people in the Republican Party as there are in the Democrat Party. That's the truth. But at this point in history, the progressive left that controls the White House is bringing carnage to this country. And only the Republican Party can stop it. That's the memo. All right. So um, Robert Hur, you know who he is? Ben Hur's brother? No. Robert Hur is a special counsel looking into the Biden uh, classified documents in his garage next to the Corvette. So Robert's been on a case for 13 months. All right. He spent about ooh, $4 million, $3.5 million as of September. So it's got to be $4.5 million now. Robert says, hey, I'm not going to bring any charges. Oh, what a shock. What a shock. Now, he's got to write up a report, and the Democrats are worried about that. But it's not going to be any charges for Biden, even though charges still are on the docket for Trump. It's the same thing. Both did the same thing. Robert Hur, another uh, $5 million taxpayer dollars, it set it on fire. Uh, as I said, uh, President Biden's threatening to veto Israel aid, 18 billion. Why? Because he doesn't want a separate vote on Israel aid and Ukraine aid. He wants to tie it all into the border bill, which is not going to happen because the border bill is not even going to be brought up in the House. McConnell might squeak it in with Schumer in the Senate, but it doesn't matter because the House is not going to vote on it. But the fact that Biden would hold up aid in the middle of a war to Israel, that's pretty damn bad, isn't it? I think it is. So you Jewish Democrats, you might want to think about that. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, and subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere.
Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 Remembrance Across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Trump. So Trump's been a little, Hannity brought that up today on the radio. And by the way, we have that posted on BillOReilly.com. You can listen for free. You don't have to be a premium member, all of that. So Hannity brought it up that Trump has been more restrained lately. That's why saying Godzilla has been more restrained because he took a nap. Okay. It's true for the last, I don't know, week. Trump has not been as bellicose, word of the day, as he usually is. But I don't think there's anything going on. I could be wrong. Anyway, this is a great story. So Anheuser-Busch lost $400 million on Bud Light sales since they hired a trans person, Dylan Mulvaney. Imagine that $400 million off your top line. They lost. They're sponsoring an event with Trump, a giant fundraising event in March, hosted by a lobbyist for Anheuser-Busch. This is according to Politico. (laughs) Okay. All right. So Trump then goes on social media and says this, quote, the Bud Light ad was a mistake of epic proportions. And for that, a very big price was paid. But Anheuser-Busch is not a woke company. But I give you plenty that are. I'm building a list. Might release it for the world to see. Why not? The radical left does it viciously to well-run conservative companies and people. Very nasty, but it's the way they play the game. On the other hand, Anheuser-Busch spends $700 million a year with our great farmers, employs 65,000 Americans, of which are 1,500 vets, founding corporate partner of Folds of Honor, which provides scholarships to families of fallen servicemen and women. They've raised more than $30 million and given 444,000 scholarships, which is a great American brand that perhaps deserves a second chance. What do you think? Perhaps instead we should be going after these companies who are looking to destroy America, unquote. Okay, now, that was a pretty shrewd move by Anheuser-Busch to get Trump in their camp. Okay, um, quid pro quos happen all the time. If I were running for office and a big corporation said, look, uh, O'Reilly, we're going to hold a fundraiser for you, uh, a lot of money, we'll pick up all the expenses, I would be grateful. I wouldn't break law or anything, but I, I'd be grateful. I'd say nice things about them. All right. So uh, everybody knows that uh, millions and millions and millions and millions of voters don't like either Trump or Biden. And that looks like the choice. Unless there's a third party. So RFK Jr. 
It's floating around on a third party thing. And he polls between 13 and 22 percent. That's where RFK Jr. is polling now. But I think he's about 15 percent. And I think that's as high as he'll go. Number one, he doesn't have any money. Number two, he's a conspiracy guy. A lot of conspiracies out there. Uh, Number three, obviously, Kennedy's a Democrat. His own family won't vote for him. That's not good. So how about somebody else on a third party? Well, there is a movement called No Labels Party. The founding chair is the former senator from Connecticut, Democrat Joe Lieberman. Actually, he's an independent. I should correct myself there. Who joins us now from New York. Before we get to the no labels, and we always appreciate you coming on. You're an honest, smart guy. Um, before we get to no labels, my analysis of the border bill, you say? Yeah, no, I think you're raising some really good questions. Actually, you've been over it, I must admit, more than I have. Uh, bottom line, though, the question is, and in the way you, you asked it, is if this bill passes, is it better than the status quo? And, um, uh, you know, it's the old uh, phrase that always is used on Capitol Hill, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Uh, It sounds to me like it probably would be somewhat better than the status quo. My guess is, uh, so long as they can get 60 votes, in the Senate, they got to get some Republicans to uh, say they want to take it up, passes the Senate. I hope the Republicans um, come up in the House, come up with their own bill. Even more, I hope that our no labels bipartisan uh, problem solvers caucus in the House comes up with a bipartisan bill that's better than the one in the Senate. Uh, Because this is a crisis. I I just say, I agree with everything you said about the crisis. I mean, I'm I'm pro-immigration. All four of my grandparents came here from Europe. I think immigrants have added a lot to the country and still do. But you can't, uh, you must have rules. You can't have open borders. And uh, I think that I've been really thinking lately, Bill, about the fact that on a lot of polls, uh, voters in America now say that the border security immigration is their number one concern. And that's really fascinating to me because, for instance, inflation affects more people personally than border security. And I think what's going on here is that the border security, uh, a breakdown of our immigration system, uh, is not only a problem in itself, but it's now become a symbol of the incompetence of our government and uh, the failure of the rule of law in our society. And so people are, it's part of why people are so pessimistic about the future and angry about the government. And that probably helps the out party, which in this case is uh, President Trump. So I guess I'd say good questions, uh, but I hope it doesn't die. I hope they uh, yeah, so I mean, serious. I would like to see, uh, uh, I think you're right, that uh, the House should come up with its own bill. All right. But I, right. I always put myself in your shoes. So if I'm sitting in the Senate, and it doesn't right. matter what party, doesn't matter what party I'm in, my first concern is what's good for the American people. Right. And what we have now, it's terrible. Everybody knows it. But is this bill good? for the American people, they would have to show me, Schumer would have to show me, and he couldn't. One benefit of this bill for my family, one, there isn't any. Well, I I look at the asylum is a great idea. People persecuted 
can come into the country, but it's been so corrupted and abused oh, and made into right. a joke. So right. this does seem like it tightens that a bit. Is it as what it really does, should happen? That's an no. excellent point. It does tighten because it says you have to prove, all right, that you couldn't live in another section of your own country or right. you couldn't settle in Mexico because you just walked through there or Guatemala, yeah. wherever it may be. But that can be that's there are some parts of this bill that could be incorporated, but you're never right. going to get any efficiency. And you know this better than anybody on Earth, Senator. You can't just snap your fingers and have this kind of an equation be put into law. You've got to have no. a cooling off period. You've got to reorganize and at the same time stabilize cities like New York, which are going bankrupt, paying the entitlements for the migrants. Right? Yeah, I tell you, it's a really provocative but idea you come up with, which is to basically close the border down for six months. Yeah. And uh, I think it. I think it's a good idea, uh, in the sense that listen, I think it would actually be good for Biden, even though it, it'll upset people on the left. Of the sure, Democratic it would. Party. If he would yeah. do that, it would show that he cared about it. He's been to the border one senator, once. I mean, yeah. just that fact so, alone. He's no, been. I, I agree. Yeah, he's taken yeah. Hunter out to dinner more times than he's been to the border. All right, let's get yeah. on to the the no labels. So it's pretty getting pretty late in the game right. for a third party to get on all the ballots in all fifty states to raise the cash you're going to need. Um, Mansion making a little rumbling that he might want to be interested in right. it that kind of a thing. So tell us where it stands. Okay, we're working really hard to get on the ballots and we're making progress. This, thing, this is what I worry about most and I bother the no-label staff about the, but they tell me we're on target and we're gonna do it. We've said all along that we make a decision, a go or no go uh, after Super Tuesday, right around March 15th. We're on schedule to do that. Now we're at the decision-making time. We're talking to potential candidates for president or vice president uh, who we reached out to or who reached out to us. We have some really substantial people interested. Some of them uh, are known and some of them are not known. They'd be su surprises. But um, I, I feel like uh, we're, we're ready to make a decision uh, by March. And again, we're only going to do it if we think we actually have a plausible chance to win and we're not going to spoil it for one party or another. I do want to say when I say a plausible chance to win based on the bad track record of, of third parties in America since Lincoln in 1860, that we got to remember that in every state in America, except Maine and Nebraska, the electoral votes for the state go to the, the candidates that get the majority of votes. So if you've got um, uh, Trump, Biden, um, the RFK Jr., Cornell West, et cetera, you know, you could get the, the majority, the largest number of votes in a state and have like, 33, 34, 35% of the vote. And, and we think right now that the kind of ticket we're looking at can do that, and therefore it's, it's probably worth doing. But we haven't made the decision. We're going to do it by uh, middle of March, and then uh, if we do it, we're going to work really hard to do, give the American people the third choice. They yeah, say and that's a good thing. They want. Now, it wouldn't yeah. be you. Right? You, you don't want to run again, no. do you? No. Right. So um, Manchin, yeah. Manchin is, a, is right now the main focus, but you guys got other. You want to drop a couple of names on us? 
I, I wish I could, but they'll kill me, you know. But Manchin, is, I'll protect Manchin you. deserves. <laughs> I know you are. Man, and you'd be a good protector. Man, Thank Manchin you. definitely deserves consideration. Larry Hogan has been a, a Larry former, Hogan, a former governor of Maryland, right? Good guy, Republican, right. a centrist, you know. Yep. And then there's some others that nobody's talking about, which we're excited about. So we'll right. see what, what we end up doing. All right. Whatever you decide to do, uh, please let us know. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate I know how busy you are. Thank you for uh, coming and talking to my audience on radio and television. We're now, you know, millions all over the world because of uh, YouTube and the Internet. We're reaching colossal amount of people. And it's important they hear yeah, what you no, have to hey, say. Hey, Bill, it's my uh, it's a pleasure for me. I, I really I admire you. I appreciate you. I even read your books. So, <laughs> I know. Uh, well, I'm going to say, to be I honest. told you before the interview, you know, we're off there. I'm going to send you Confronting the Presidents because I think that's good. the best book I've ever written. It'll be out in September, but you'll get okay. an advance. Okay. Thank you, that's Senator. We appreciate it. Stay well. Take care. Have okay. A good day. You too. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty. You are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry. Be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you, and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so as you know, I wrote uh, a message on this uh, of the day. Go to BillOReilly.com. Each morning there's a message. It's free. You don't have to do anything. You just read it. Column is free on Sunday. We have lots of free stuff there. Um, Biden's not going to do an interview with CBS. Um, who... Uh, that network loves him. Been exceedingly kind to Joe Biden, CBS. Why? Because the management is liberal of CBS. Uh, you know, I, I worked for CBS. I worked at Channel 2 in New York, WCBS, and for Dan Rather. Now, back then, Bernie Goldberg was a compatriot of mine. They were liberal, but they weren't out of control liberal. Now, I looked at the roster the other day. I can't find one conservative presence on CBS. Not in the morning, certainly not Colbert, um, the evening news. I don't see anything, anybody on their roster 
who's conservative? Nobody. Okay. So why would Biden not do the Super Bowl, pre-Super Bowl interview? Why? Millions of people are going to watch. He can say whatever he wants to say. The interviewer, whoever it would be, Nora O'Donnell or uh, Gail King, uh, you know, whoever they pick, not going to go in and go after him. So why wouldn't he do it? Because his staff and wife don't believe he has the mental capacity to sit there and do an interview. He could say anything, as we reported yesterday. And so that's not going to happen. So, of course, Trump uh, throws a social media thing out. Quote, crooked Joe Biden has just announced he will not be doing the big Super Bowl interview. A great decision. He can't put two sentences together. I would be happy to replace him would be ratings gold. Donald Trump. Now, seven years ago, how ironic is this? I did the big Super Bowl interview with Donald Trump. We have it posted on BillOReilly.com, the whole thing. But I'm going to play you the big splash of the interview. Go. Do you respect Putin? I do respect him. Do you? Why? Well, I respect a lot of people, but that doesn't mean I'm going to get along with him. He's a leader of his country. Uh, I say it's better to get along with Russia than not. I have no idea whether or not we're going to. I had a very good conversation with him. I spoke to him, I guess, twice. He congratulated me one time, and then he, after I won, and then he congratulated me, called to congratulate me for the other, meaning the inauguration, which was a great success. And we'll see what happens. I think that, look, if we can get along with Russia, and if Russia helps us in the fight against ISIS, which is a major fight, and Islamic terrorism all over the world, right. major fight, that's a good thing. Will I get along with him? I have no idea. It's He's a killer, I though. Won't. Putin's a killer. A lot of killers. You get a lot of killers. Well, you think our country's so innocent? You think our country's so innocent? I don't know of any government leaders that are killers in America. Well, take a look at what we've done, too. We've made a lot of mistakes. I've been against the war in Iraq from the beginning. Yeah, mistakes are different then. A lot of mistakes, okay, but a lot of people were killed. So, a lot of right. killers around, believe me. You mentioned ISIS. And I'm not, I'm not apologizing for Putin. I don't know Putin. I'm not apologizing for anybody. You guys going to meet, I'm by the saying, way? Do you have a meeting? I guess at some point we'll meet. But I'm just saying this. Getting along with countries, not just Russia, is, is a good thing, yeah. not a bad Got thing. Got it. Okay. So I can't believe seven years went by that fast. Today, Putin's back. He's back. He's back in Ukraine. He's back in American politics. Nothing's changed with Putin, except he's gotten more aggressive and he's killed more people. So, as I just said, Ukraine aid and Israeli aid is tied in with the border bill. The border bill goes down, which it will. Then you don't have Ukraine and Israeli aid. Why? Don't put the two together. Vote on Ukraine aid separately and then Israeli aid separately. Okay? But Biden's putting this farce, that's what it is, out there. Go. If we don't stop Putin's appetite for power and control in Ukraine, he won't limit himself to just Ukraine. And the cost for America and our allies 
and partners will rise. For those Republicans in Congress who think they can oppose funding for Ukraine and not be held accountable, history is watching. History is watching. The failure to support Ukraine at this critical moment will never be forgotten. The position of the MAGA Republicans can be characterized by the New York Times headline. First, this is the headline. It reads, Trump first, Putin second, America third. Okay. So, you know, I told you at the top of the broadcast, honesty, you know, let's go. All right. It's ridiculous. Remember Spiro Agnew, those of you who were around uh, in the Vietnam era, vice president for Nixon, he was the attack dog, right? And then he, he was a crook, right? He took money and he got booted out of there. Um, Kamala Harris now, they're setting her up to be the attack dog in this campaign. Roll the tape. The former president openly talks about his admiration for dictators and has vowed that he will be a dictator on day one. Understand what dictators do. Dictators put journalists in jail. Dictators suspend elections. Dictators take your rights. And as the great Maya Angelou once said, when someone tells you who they are, believe them the first time. Well, the former president has told us who he is. And it is on us, then, to recognize the profound threat he poses to our democracy and to our freedoms. What a bunch of garbage. Trump said, hey, I'll be dictator on day one because he's going to sign a bunch of executive orders to reverse the Biden policies. Not that he's going to put people in jail. She knows. Well, I don't even know what she knows, but it just goes back to honesty. It's ridiculous. But there are people who go, yeah, oh, geez. Smart life getting up in the morning. OK, the morning's the most important part of the day. I know you heard it, but it's true. And uh, I was looking at some websites and they're giving you all kinds of tips in the morning. And most of them are just foolish, dopey stuff. But it's, it's worth to, for a smart life to do certain things. Number one, when you get up, whatever time that may be, ease into the day. Don't you know, pop up like a little jack in a box. And before you go to bed the night before, if you have stuff you have to do in the morning, Write it down on your dopey phone or on a piece of paper so you know. Because in the morning, it takes about a half an hour to focus. Now, if you're blasting the coffee down, the cafe you'll get a little caffeine lift, but that's not really mental clarity, okay? So ease into the morning. You, know, you don't, it's number one, ease into it. Then you pick up the pace a little bit. And depending on what you have to do, and you'll know what you have to do because you wrote it down the night before, right? Now, I don't watch TV in the morning because it just drives me nuts. I mean, you could watch all the networks, all the cable. You and I will learn one thing between the hours of 5 and 10. You know, it's just the same, whatever they're doing, I don't know. But I don't watch it. I do read the newspapers. I get newspapers delivered. And I read the, uh, a couple of the aggregate 
uh, websites because I got to know what happened overnight. And I listen on the radio to the CBS World News Roundup, which is pretty straight. All right. But I have my information thing. Then I eat a little breakfast, not a lot. Okay, I got my whatever I had, Irish oatmeal, blueberries, English muffins. I do put a little butter on it, a little jam once in a while. But I'm not, not the heavy cholesterol, bacon and eggs once in a while. But I want to be lean and mean here as I zip into the day. But think about the morning. The morning is very important for you. All right. The other thing we have on BillOReilly.com in the smart life category is tomorrow, February 9th, is National Cut the Cord Day. Now, I cut the cord in my Suffolk County residence out on the east end of Long Island because it was ridiculous. I don't watch a lot of TV um, for recreation. I have to have access to it for information. So I pay way, way too much to get access to what C-SPAN. You know, I got to have the ability to when something breaks to see a variety of stuff that's happening. But out in the East End, I said enough. So I sliced it in half. Here uh, in Nassau County, I have the full boot. But it's, it's crazy. The expense is crazy. So tomorrow's National Cut to Cord Day. And if you use your uh, premium and BillOReilly.com uh, concierge memberships, you'll get just as much information because we have it for you round the clock. I mean, I'm funneling things in there. My staff's funneling things. Out. We're right on it. So you don't need to pay all this money for these services, most of which are not honest in the first place. So I, w- I want to let you that. Premium and concierge membership on BillOReilly.com is worth it 10 times what you pay. And we keep it very low, as you know. And you get a free book, which pretty much offsets everything. The other thing is that um, I do have interviews with both Tom Swazi and Mozzie Phillip, if you are interested in the Santos District thing, post it on BillOReilly.com. You can watch free. Not to be any membership. You can go on there and watch both of them and how they held up when I was interrogating them. Smart life. All right. Across the country, a record amount of Americans can no longer afford their rent. And I assume this might apply to mortgages as well. So the recommended maximum payment. All right. If you're making a certain amount of money, according to the Harvard Center for Housing Studies, is 30 percent of your gross pay. So you're making 100 grand, 30,000 goes to your mortgage or rent a year. That's the recommended deal. You're above that, you're in trouble. You don't have enough money to do the other things. Because in New York, California, Massachusetts, the high tax states, they take so much out of your take-home pay, you're going to get in debt. So, 30, uh, 22.4 million renter households are spending more than 30%, record high. Uh, how about, you happy in your life? Gallup poll, uh, 1,011 adults across the board, even politically. In general, are you satisfied or dissatisfied the way things are going in your personal life at this time? 
Satisfied 78%, dissatisfied 20%, no opinion 2 Are you, and then various degrees of satisfaction, very satisfied, 47%, somewhat, 31 dissatisfied, 11 very dissatisfied, 9 Okay, so what does this say? It says America is the greatest country on earth. If you got 78% of your population satisfied with their personal lives, that's a pretty good number. I, I'll tell you why. You go to China, Russia, Iran, you're not, not going to get that. Even in Europe, you're not going to get that. Not that. Right? And why? Because we have the ability to pursue happiness still, despite all the chaos, all the nonsense, all the progressive left intrusion. It's still there. And hopefully in November, we'll wipe these people out and get a responsible government. This month in history. So um, this is the final Super Bowl interview. I've done one with Trump, one with Obama. This was happened on February 2nd, 2014. Okay? The setup is that the Benghazi attack, you remember, four Americans killed, including Christopher Stevens, U.S. ambassador to Libya, by Islamic terrorists. But when the incident happened, all right, in September of 2012, the Obama administration said it wasn't organized terrorism that caused it. It was a videotape put out by a far-right nut from Florida. That turned out to be false. Here's what Susan Rice said. But based on the best information we have to date, what our assessment is as of the present is in fact what it began spontaneously in Benghazi uh, as a reaction to what had transpired some hours earlier in Cairo, where, of course, as you know, uh, there was a violent protest outside of our embassy mm -hmm. uh, sparked by this uh, hateful video. So she's pushing the video thing. So when I sat down with Barack Obama for the pre-Super Bowl interview on February 2nd, 2014, here's what happened. All right. Libya, a House Armed Services testimony. General Carter Hamm, you know the general, yes, security in Africa. He testified that on the day that the ambassador was murdered and the three other Americans, all right, he told Secretary Panetta it was a terrorist attack. Shortly after Ham, General Ham said that, Secretary Panetta came in yeah. to you. Yeah. Did he tell you, Secretary Panetta, it was a terrorist attack? You know what he told me was that there was an attack on our compound. He didn't, he didn't use the word terror? You know, in, in the heat of the moment, Bill, what folks are focused on is what's happening on the ground. Do we have eyes on it? How can we make sure our folks are yes, secure? I just want to get this so, on the record. Did I, he I, tell you it was a terror attack? Bill, and what I'm, I'm answering your question. What he said to me was, we've got an attack on our compound. We no don't terror know yet. attack. We don't know yet who's doing it. Understand by definition, Bill, when somebody is attacking our compound, yeah. that's an act of terror, which is how I characterized it the day the after it happened. So the, so the question ends up being, who in fact was attacking us? But it's more than and, that, and though, that, because of we, Susan Rice. No, it, it's more than that, because as Susan Rice goes out and tells the world that it was a spontaneous demonstration no. off a of videotape, but your, your no. commanders and the Secretary of Defense know it's a terror attack. No, Bill, just Bill, as an American, Bill, I'm just and, confused. And I'm, and, and I'm trying to explain it to you if you want to listen. The fact of the matter is, is that 
people understood at the time something very dangerous was happening, that we were focused on making sure that we did everything we can, could to protect them. In the aftermath, what became clear was that the security was lax, that not all the precautions uh, that needed to be taken were taken. And both myself and Secretary Clinton and others indicated as much. But at the moment, when these things happen, Bill, on the other side of the world, it's the people, fog of people, war. That's, people don't know at the very moment exactly why something like this happens. How about that, huh? That was the pre-Super Bowl interview. I got to give Obama credit for standing up to me. You know, Biden not doing it, and he'd do a powder puff. CBS do a powder puff interview with him. So um, anyway, I thought you'd like to remember that. Okay, here is the Super Bowl analysis. So you got the Kansas City Chiefs, brilliant organization, versus the San Francisco 49ers, 6.30 Sunday night. All right, 68 million Americans are going to bet your own money, $23 billion on the game. $23 billion will be bet on this game. That's why the NFL is so popular, because so many people bet on it and they want to watch it. Okay, I'm not betting the game. I'm pretty good at that. I won nine out of 10 of my bets uh, this season. But I don't like all this gambling. I don't like Jamie Foxx running around telling you to gamble. I don't think it's good for kids. I, I think people are making very hard to beat the spread in the NFL, very hard. I get it 90% this year, but I only bet selectively. I would not bet this game. Okay, the teams are even. They are even. So when that happens, it's who turns the ball over. One tip. The Kansas City Chiefs have a running back named Pacheco. If he gets more than 80 yards on the ground, Kansas City should win because that keeps the ball away from San Francisco, which has good offense. Okay. I like this quarterback, Brock Purdy. He might be a kid of destiny here. So I'm guessing that San Francisco is going to win, but I'd never bet it in a million years. Now, Vegas, where the game is, is going to derive about 500 million bucks from this. And that doesn't even count the slot machines and all the gambling that'll go on. All right, the NFL, the tickets are now selling for $10,000 a piece. $10,000. Um, apparel, food, drinks at home, all of that, estimated to be $17 billion. So everybody's stocking in the pizza, the sandwiches for the American economy. This is the ultimate Example of capitalism in the world. I'm talking about the world, uh, 56 million foreign nationals watch the Super Bowl now. That's a big increase. So American football is replacing soccer as the premier sporting entertainment around the world. Anyway, uh, I hope you have a good time. Uh, we are going to watch the game here in New York. Uh, I went last year. Uh, this year, I'm just too busy. It's just too crazy. I couldn't get out there. And Vegas, ah, you know, next year is in New Orleans. 
much more interesting city than Vegas. Um, we'll see. But I want you to have a good time. I want you to relax. Forget about politics for a little while. I really appreciate you watching and listening on the radio to the No Spin News. New column on Sunday, right before the Super Bowl. And we'll see you on Monday.